A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals, and they're about to make that very clear. So just kick back and hang with them, as you've earned it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Walking Blind Podcast. This is episode 55, and this is round two because, you know, this is a show where we like to normalize checking in on the homies. I'm Mike. That's also Mike. And we got our boy Chris Ballard in the fucking house right now. This is this is our uh, this is our second attempt at this episode because the first one, we got a little too distracted. We got a little too excitable. Yes. We got a little too hype. So we had to redo it because we had some camera shots that were just like us sitting here. Yes. <laughs> so here it is. Round two. Round two. Round two. What's up, man? We can start it right where we left off with aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first off, I want to say happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, it was earlier this month. On the first. How old are you now? 39. <laughs> nice. Mike's still older than me. <laughs> <laughs> can you, you can tell by the grace. Right? Oh, dude. Dude, my beer is nothing but love. It looks cool, though. It does look cool. It, and that's... Also, because Mike can't grow a beard, so you know, they go hand in hand. This okay. is this is laziness. This is not self care. <laughs> this is. It looks good though. It looks good. I though. feel like you should grow it out. Mm-hmm. How, what's the longest you've let your beard grow? Pretty long. I feel like I I had it pretty long in the during the pandemic. <laughs> like what? Um, I think like what's the longest stretch that you've gone without shaving your beard? Um, well, I mean tour. Is that? I guess month, like two months probably. Okay. How much grows during like? How long is that so far? Mm, Six months. No, nah, a couple of weeks. It was like. My but God, it it's all no because it's only here, <laughs> and then here, and then like there's nothing on my cheeks except like patch, like literal weird patches. Did you still, dude? Let this grow then. Let the mustache grow. Beard oil. Oh, dude, the mustache. It's okay. Beard oil. 
we, fish oil. We thought it'd be on Warped Tour. We thought it'd be cool to not shave. Yeah. And then we're like, it'd be even cooler if we got mustaches. <laughs> and I was trying to hustle our CD, and I heard someone say, "He he's not even in the band. He just found the CDs and he's trying to sell them." <laughs> what? Yeah, I heard someone say that as I was trying to hustle an MBR CD. For real? Somebody's like, he's not even in that band. He's just trying to sell those CDs. That's weird. Yeah, because I looked super beaner. Were you <laughs> super? <laughs> I was so tan. I was so tanned. I was so tan from Warp Tour. And then I had my Hope mustache grows in pretty well. That's about it, though. Looks good. That's, yeah. You know what, though? Like, mine, if I don't let it grow out, it's not real thick. The only reason why it looks thick is because it's all one length. Yeah. And but you also trim your cheeks and then let yeah. the, the chin grow out, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. nothing grows on my cheeks, dude. Maybe I can do a sick, like. Dude, a chin strap, chin dude. Chin strap, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 90s are back. I dude, feel. do oh. the chin strap and shave the <laughs> shave the mustache like Everlast. Ooh. Like just a little line, like that real thin line. Like the little itty bit, like, like three hairs? Yeah. Dang, maybe I'll do that. Dude, that'd be so sick. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look like a cartel drug lord. <laughs> Get you a cowboy hat. Like, Mike, this is the most Hispanic you've ever looked. This is impressive. See. Si. I'm still waiting for our, our representation in Yellowstone. <laughs> Thank you. Almost died. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's throw it back. To, let's throw it back to early days. We we've kind of we've had this conversation before, but we're gonna have it again because damn it, then we're gonna make this shit happen. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the history between you two because I know this goes this goes way back to the mm. way 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 back to the high school days. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Basically. I think I think we we figured out it was summer school. Yeah, freshman year summer yep. school. Freshman yeah, freshman year summer school. Um, which you know, it, had I been a good student, we wouldn't have met. And if I had been a good student, I wouldn't have had to go to summer school. Yeah, same. It was um, fake. both. Yeah, my 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 school didn't have summer school, so I had to go to a public school. So I went to private school, and uh, that's where I met Chris because I would drive with Lee. Yeah, my neighbor. Good old Lee. Then that, that's how. I remember we go. We used to go skateboarding at Lee's, and used to be able to hear no bragging rights practice. Mm. And Lee was the Lee was the neighborhood kid that had like the half pipe, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like the half pipe. His backyard had rails and sick. Okay, all that. So it it was one of those things where I played in a band, and there was a band. I'm like, who's that? He goes, oh, it's Eagles. It's 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 Mikey. And went over there, and yeah. Like the weird quiet dude. Yeah. yeah. We went together like <clears throat> peas and carrots. Mm-hmm. For for a while when you were younger, Mike, did people not believe that you w- would like be the lead singer of a band just because your your demeanor was so calm and so like. Yeah. I've had that literally my whole life. Yeah. And then even when like, obviously like when we would travel and we looked like we're in a band, we're all wearing black. Yeah. No one ever, ever guesses on the vocalist. Think you're like a bass player, bass player, drums. I get drummer a lot, really. Yeah, who who would they think is the front man? Rick, if anyone at that. that time, yeah, I can see that. Um, I've had people even think Martin is you know, Martin could be like outgoing and stuff, yeah. So there's a funny Christian, story. There's a literally funny. everyone but me. There's a fun, huh? You gonna go again? <laughs> 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 so, so this, anyway, um, next subject, uh, Martin. So through all the bands I bet I've been in, mm-hmm. um, me and my cousin Neil started uh, 
metalcore band that was a mix of like Kill Switch Engage, As I Lay Dying, Unearth. Um, As you do at that time, because yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. right at that time. Metalcore was kind of yeah. yeah, and we were trying out different drummers nonstop, trying to find a good one. And this dude came up, played drums really, really good, and we liked him. And he goes, oh, man, I, I like the way you guys play. I like your guys' sound. You guys seem cool people. He goes, I got to go try it for one more band um, tomorrow, and uh, I'll make I'll make the choice. I'm like, I, I know a lot of people. I'm like, well, what band did he? He goes, oh, a band called No Bragging Rights. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, just go with them. I'm like, we'll find another one, dude. I'm like, they're buddies. Just go, go play with No Bragging Rights. And he goes, how the hell do you know them? I'm like, it's a long story. Long story. Just, <laughs> it's a long story. A series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Man. It's funny, and then we only we only know of Martin because the drummer. So Martin tried out as a singer for our friend Laverne and Dave's band. Yeah, and when they were just hanging out, Martin just sat down on the kit and started playing. Yeah, he asked really? Laverne. He's like, "Hey, can I can I play?" And Laverne's like, "Yeah, dude, whatever." Like you know, just thinking like, "Oh, as a singer, just wanted to do like you know like." Basically. And then just took off, and he just well, Laverne <laughs> immediately went and called. Williams and was just like hey you guys looking for a drummer right well freaking this guy named Martin you should come get him because he was afraid that Martin was going to take over his spot I used to play in a band with uh, Chris Williams too oh yeah second uh, second chance yeah is that when I met yeah well that's when I met Chris yeah because I already knew you yeah already knew me it's when we were playing we used to play Roller at, City uh, 2001 yeah, skating rink oh, all the dude, time yes. skating rink shows dude they would take the skating rink and there was a whole section on the side and my buddy Joey knew the owner. Yeah. So they gave him money and was like, hey, you know, we want to try and have bands. Well, he knew me from Red Letter Day. And I was like, oh, let me let me get all my buddy's bands. So it was like us, no bragging rights, um, oblige, and then second chance. Yeah. And I wasn't in second chance when they played, but then they played and they, they had such a big turnout. They would sell more tickets to these little shows on friday night than they would people to come and go skating (laughs) well it's it's crazy because like that seemed to be like a theme across the country with skating rinks right Mm -hmm. like skating rinks were just starting to shut down left and right and then they would bring in bands to like local bands to play shows and that's how you would get kids in the door yeah and it just it didn't last as long but the first time i saw conan rocky was at a skating ring Dude, I drove up to San Jose to go watch one of your shows at a skating rink with Radio Suicide. Dude. Before I before I, uh, Creative Void started with Jake. Me, Austin, and Abraham That's drove up right. to San Jose and went and saw you guys play a San Jose skate. Dude, wasn't... Uh, <clears throat> actually, never mind. I'm not going to remember his name. Um, it was with Radio Suicide and Love, Hate, Hero? I think so. Yeah. 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 We play what was the name of that skating rink we play with in Hemet when we play with Sugar Cult? Uh, Wheelhouse. Yeah. So, <laughs> <Can> we, <laughs> go ahead. So, <laughs> the promoters that were booking no bragging rights, we were started going through them a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and they found out we were all friends. So every time, um, I would be uh, be on their at the time MySpace or whatever, mm-hmm. um, would be popular. Or I'd call them, hey man, you guys got any shows coming up? And I'd be like, oh, who's playing? So all the shows no bragging rights were playing. We ended up being able to hop on with them yeah just like the homies yeah you know we all draw and it it got we played so much the promoter would book them a show and i met calls hey no bragging rights is playing you guys want to hop on (laughs) and i'm like sure and we played with it was us them and i think another band and then sugar cult and 
That was a horrible experience. Was that when you got rockstar? Yeah. Yeah. Sick. That Sick. was that was horrible. Would you like that to was... tell that story? <laughs> have I told it on the podcast? Before? I don't, I don't know if you so. have or not. I don't think I, you have. I, Jesse, I do you know this so. story? Okay, no, so yeah, yeah. no. Uh, yeah, so uh we got we got asked to play and I I only knew who they were because the promoter was just like, "Hey, this is actually cuz you know, you're okay, you know we're all we're all promised like Hey, if you sell tickets and you do this and that, you'll play with the national act. Yeah. So this was the first time where it actually was like, hey, we can get you on this. Yeah. They're, they're a national act now, or at least on the radio. And then he told me the name and I was just like, this is the never... height of like what? Memory. Probably? Yeah. And then like bouncing off the walls again. And... Oh, yeah. Bouncing off the walls again, I think was on the, like had just come out on the radio. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, I remember thinking like, oh, it's like sick. This is cool. We're going to play with the, you know, they're super poppy, but. They're gonna like see three, and, and three people. I thought when we when we figured we we're playing with Sugar Cult because I knew who they were, we're gonna go up. There's gonna be a lot of people. There was nobody there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and the few and, and there there was. Yeah. It was a very young crowd, mm-hmm. and that's us saying that we were like still we were probably just out of high school or maybe in high school. Yeah. And it was seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, I think we we're still in high school. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, like for for as awkward as I can be. I've always been pretty assertive at shows. Yeah. Talk to bands. Like I've always been like, good this at networking. Is, this is your, do- like this is your domain. This yeah. This is what you do. Like, yeah. And so, you know, I'm kind of walking around, you know, saying what's up to everyone. Then I just happened to see a dude. I didn't know who he was. And I go to him and I was like, Hey, what's up, man? I'm Mike um, from the bragging rights. What, what band are you in? And he just like paused and it was just like, Oh, sugar cold. Oh. And I was like, so as soon as like as soon as I was like, ooh, it's on. Like what if what if he were to, to, to reach out today and be like, hey man, let me come on the podcast. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's add this out. <laughs> dude. Let's add this out. I mean, I wouldn't care now. It's funny to me now, but like twenty years later. Dude. This out. Yeah. He's like so he's like, uh sugar cult. And so right away I was like, Sugar coma? He's like, Sugar cult. I was like, Oh, I was like, I know the the chick band. Sugar coma. You remember sugar coma? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really did. Like that was when 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 I tell you guys that a lot of you guys don't know the savage side of Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just little glimpse, a little glimpse into mm-hmm. into savage Mike over here. Yeah, and so he's like, so I was, I was like, oh, I know the chick band, sugar coma. He's like, no, sugar cold, the band you're opening for. And so I was just like, right on. You're the, oh, you're the one that brought all the little fourteen year old girls. Have a good set. Have a good set, guy. <laughs> like walked away. I was like, "Dude, fuck this band." I remember going like telling everyone, "I was like, dude, You're fuck so, these guys." So mad about it. I was so, so mad. We didn't even stay. No, like I remember when because Red Letter Day we got put on the bill last, so of course we opened. Right. But I was like, whatever. And we never had the rock star mentality. We just went to play shows and have fun. Yeah. yeah. And I remember when we were done with our set, he came up to me and goes, "Hey, man." The crowd's supposed to be excited to see us. I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean the crowd's supposed to be excited to see you? I'm like, I would think you'd be happy that we're hyping up the crowd for you. Yeah, the opening band's not supposed to get that big of a reaction. I think that was that almost sounds like he was trying to be funny, but like in a dickhead kind of yeah. way. Yeah, I just like that's, thumbs that's up. A, like a weird, weird flex. To, yeah, like I, re- I remember the ten for ten hardcore tour when um, we got added on for. Uh, for the Hollywood shows. Um, 
and we opened and and one of the photographers was like i've never heard a local band that actually sounds sick. i was like <laughs> the, best, the best burn <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but like not even trying cool to. dude <laughs> thanks man like it's but, like such a bad it, like it's almost like i'm trying to be funny and mm -hmm. conversate with you but mm -hmm. at the same time like you're still being an asshole yeah you know? and i remember we waited and i was like oh yeah i, was like, I only came here to see my, my plane see my see no bragging rights so i remember we waited we loaded all our stuff they played and like half the people left yeah and it was like screw you guys this is not yeah. and and that wasn't that was a time when like i felt like all of us we all had good show etiquette yeah. like i think yeah. like we would have stayed the entire night like mm -hmm. i planned to stay yes. i planned to watch sugar you know yeah and just just when that i was like dude fuck these guys and then they were just being like lame i think they even like you know they did the whole like they like stayed outside while we played whatever they just kind of peek in and so yeah pretty much like after we were done playing we're like all right let's get out of here that sucks. And I've I've always been the one whether we open or whether we headline. I've always stayed for the, the entire show, no matter what. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if the last band plays at midnight. I've always stayed because they're there. So why not? Yeah. At least support them too. I remember having. Dang, it's weird. I haven't had to go back until like that time. I remember having the thought of like, you know, before we like, get into the show, and thinking like, dang, like this is kind of cool because we'll be able to play. And I can like mosh, I don't have to worry about like hurting myself or whatever. Like, and then that would be cool because, like, you know, I get to participate in hopefully like stage or something like stage yeah. dive during their set, you know, hopefully, totally hopefully I can become friends with these guys. Yeah. And then from just that to being like, dude, I can't wait to fucking leave <laughs> after, yeah. after I set. I probably said, dude, I, I think I said some shitty things on stage too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I said some shitty things. I don't remember what I said. But I'm pretty sure it was. It shitty. was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I was in high that school. That was a long, and it was all the way out in Hammett, fucking middle of Hammett. And back then there was nothing in Hammett. There's mm -hmm. still nothing. There's still <laughs> well, it's, it's it's become a lot more residential than it was. Yeah. But yeah, so that was uh, that was the wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> that was our. That's the sugar. The sugar cult. Okay. I almost said sugar cult again. Sugar yeah, cult story. Sugar cult. I'm gonna find that guy and send him this podcast. It's still, you know, what? it's still funny to me when like they come on because like this is like over 20 years later and I'm yeah. and like I don't care that much. It's more like funny to me now. It's it's, be, it's entertaining, mm -hmm. like just the idea of it's gotta of, be O2. Yeah, I think so. I think it was O2. It was O2, because me and Claudia have been together since O4. Are they still a band? Is Sugar Cole still a band? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that question. Yeah, who knows? Well, anyway, next, next subject. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then so like, and then what? So right around the time I met you, was you were you were promoting With, and and booking for um, me and my cousin had uh, N Line Entertainment. Yeah, and mm -hmm. so we did a few shows with you. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I I specifically remember. And and I like I, this clicked with me the other day, and I was gonna text you about it, but I uh, I remember being at that mutant house show, yeah, which was sponsored by VIP, right? Yeah, and like you gave me a case of VIP, I was like, okay, cool, sick, and I and I threw it in the uh, in the car, and then I came back, and the singer of some band, it was uh, just this kid with like just his hand tattoo, misery loves comfort, and he was like, he had his, was that it? Yeah, he had he was like sitting there like this, and I was like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, oh, just, and then you were like. He's all fucked up. He drank way too many energy way drinks. Too many. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? And you're like, dude, he just he just had way too many. Way too many. And I was like, 
How do you like OD on energy drinks? I don't understand. You can. I guess Dude, he was those like, VIPs. Does he have like heart palpitations or something like that? Like those VIP energy drinks, they were fucking hard. They were gnarly. They, <laughs> they tasted were. delicious. Oh, they were good. But <laughs> they Dude, were that was so whole, gnarly. I think that was like one of the funnest things we did when we booked shows was we got so much stuff for free. Yeah. Because you know I came from music, and then me and my cousin had purity, and then purity ended, and then uh, we were like, hey, you know what? We still want to be involved with music. Let's start booking shows. Yeah, and book shows with not with no one helping us out. But then after slowly, 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 we had like um, Shameless in Clothing, Local Threads, VIP Energy Drinks, uh, Madison Cabs. Um, That's right, Madison. Yeah. Um, oh shit. Red Bull, um, Red Devil Music, like tons. I mean, there was tons of people. Um, uh, that was a big one. Unleashed Entertainment. There was there was a bunch of people that were like involved with it. And yeah. it got it got fun, but then after a while it uh because you know we didn't require the bands to sell the tickets. Right. But we at least wanted them to at least try. If you didn't sell the tickets, well, I have a horrible story about the whiskey. So I didn't want to put a band um, oh no, sorry man, you owe me seven hundred bucks. Right. So you want to sell whatever you can, bring me the tickets back, we'll try and hustle them out out front. So we never um we never really did it. We didn't make a whole bunch of money doing it. We did it just uh more out of fun than anything. Yeah, more out of fun than not anything. And so my son is thirteen and a half and Claudia was the one at the door at the gate thing at the counter with the big old pregnant belly collecting tickets and money <laughs> from everyone and checking all the bands in and checking this and that and and what happened to that place what happened to that venue they um because it was legit it was like a house it was, it was a like chicken a, coop it was a chicken, it was a chicken coop, coop yeah back. yeah it was a chicken coop and the the owner's son i don't even remember the name of his band but neil found it and we started booking shows there they're like oh yeah you can you come on down so our first show there was like planes crash um uh, man, I have flyers everywhere, but I, don't remember. <laughs> I just remember Planes Crash was one of the main bands mm-hmm. I played. Yeah, and they drew a. It was a huge, a huge success, and mm-hmm. the owner was like, "Hey, man, so how much? Did you, how much did you guys make?" And we're like, "I don't know." And I, after that show, we I think we made like close to like two grand. Yeah, me and my cousin were like, "Oh shit!" So he, the owner of the place, never wanted. Um, he only wanted. I think it was 180 a show to pay for lights and the mixing, mm-hmm. and he but he kept he kept everything from like the snack bar and mm-hmm. food and drinks and all that, right? And some shows didn't make a whole lot. I mean, they had we had it, it, it got so big we had uh, booking guys that did nothing but rap, people that did nothing but hardcore metal and then rock, and so it we started noticing that the hardcore and like the rock stuff was more profitable yeah and then all the other ones and then uh as the shows got bigger and the mutant house got more known there was more people started wondering where the hell are all these cars coming from and right. they got shut down uh, they, they weren't permitted yeah you know they basically built a chicken coop into a <laughs> into a venue and it was yeah, sick like was i remember cool. like the the show being fun yeah and it was tiny so maybe like 30 kids looked like a ton yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I remember walking up there. We, we used to throw shirts out, and you walk out. And there was maybe like a hundred, maybe hundred and fifty kids. 
and it just looked packed yeah. from the stage all the way to the snack bar. And I'm like, damn, like how, how yeah. packed is this place? And I don't remember who you guys played with. I remember we booked No Bragging Rights a lot there. Mm-hmm. Create a Void. Um, was that before the Nevada Tears there? Because I feel like that was, was that was after. after. Yeah, that was after Nevada Tears and the whole Embers of Me. Because the Nevada Tears era was like when I moved out here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you know about Nevada Tears and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did you know a tie before Burner State? No. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I knew Ty all the way back from No Alliance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I met Ty during the... Actually, I met Ty at Mike's birthday party, I think. Oh, really? Oh, really? So, yeah, I think that was the first time I met Ty. Um and then, uh, and then through all the Burner State shows and everything else. Oh, nice. Just really, a really quick No Alliance story. So uh, No Alliance was Ty, our buddy Ty. He was in that band. And actually, uh, one of MBR's many guitar players, Jameson, was in that band as well. I remember Jameson. He was and, uh, yeah, and so um, we, had, we had booked some shows up north. And so we, we brought them, and I think we were able to get them on one or two of the shows. Maybe I think maybe just one of the shows. Mm-hmm. And so, but they were like all excited to drive up, you know. So, so they just cruise along with you guys, yeah. And then, like, if they got on, they got on. If not, well, no, no, we, we got them on the first show, oh, okay. and then I think I think I can't remember. I don't think we got them on the other shows. I think we couldn't get them on the other shows, but they did. I know for sure they did one of them. And so uh, we got hotel rooms. Yeah. You know, we got hotel rooms next to each other, and so since we were like, I think because we were like the only ones who were like eighteen, so we went and got the rooms, and then they, you know. Uh, Cause they were, they were a little bit younger than us. So we get there before the show. And since we got through rooms, we like, you know, wanted to play a prank on them. So we like cranked their heat. Oh my we God. like took the mattresses <laughs> off. We put the chairs on the beds. Um, I think like someone shit in the toilet didn't I'm flush. A whole new side of you. And uh, <laughs> you know, but it was just like, it was, it was a, you know, just like a fun little, Tour shenanigans. You don't shit in the toilet. You sit. You shit in the in the sink. In the, no, no, not in the, well. We did that too. But you in the uh, in the tank. Oh, so every time oh they flush. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just More fucking poop. shitty water every just time. Caca. <laughs> so, so we did this this fun prank, and then we go to the show, and the show is rad, and we're we're hanging out. Uh, I think the show was like in I can't remember if it was San Jose. It's some yeah. It's either Fresno or San Jose. I forget what the where it was, but uh, we we uh, we have a good time. Um, we're like we stop to eat, and when we come back to our our cars, their their uh, their van got broken into, and so their their gear was stolen. Fuck. And so, you know, we're going through all that, making police report and all that stuff, and then. <laughs> we have to go back to the hotel. <laughs> it's all shitty. Yeah, and like it was such a like crazy moment that we forgot. Yeah, as we're going back to the hotel, oh, until wow. we get to the hotel, and we're like, "Fuck!" And I remember like, like these dudes have been through enough. Yeah, yeah. And so I remember like it was just one of those things where like <laughs> we're like, we want you guys to know that we're gonna help you guys put it back together. But this <laughs> well, was supposed well, to be. Remember this. Story? This was supposed to be funny. I would imagine. Can we Facetime him? Dude, like we, op- we opened it we opened it up and like there's just like no response they were just kind of like so defeated like it was a good, it was a good prank <laughs> so we're, was, i think i'm pretty sure like ryan sievers and i were you like got me like and i think yeah jay was in the band we're like 
you know what? You guys just hang out. We'll we'll put it back. <laughs> like, we they're felt like, so they're smiling, up. but there's just a, t- a yeah, tear. It felt so bad. Dude, MBR has like a history of like cool pranks backfiring. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was a, I don't know. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that's. I mean, <clears throat> you know, it, it sucks that that their gear was stolen. It would have been so much cooler of a prank if obviously the shittiness hadn't happened before. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, it is what it is. <clears throat> Tour shenanigans Tour will shenanigans. always, uh, we could probably, you know, we could probably do like a spinoff of this podcast just called like Tour Shenanigans. You should. Just have people tell their craziest tour stories. Hey, that makes me nervous though because I feel like there's some that we can't are going to come out. There's yeah. a few, that I have a few stories even just from War Tour where I'm like, I can't, I can't, no, I can't talk that. about that. I can't talk about it. <clears throat> it's funny. One of the, I think one of like the craziest stories was with you guys. Which one? Or maybe, or actually, you know what? It might have been Radio Suicide. I think it was Radio Suicide. Was it a Jake story? No, we had to talk. We, we had, this one has to be off camera. <laughs> this one has to be off camera. <laughs> we'll be back after this brief intermission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, not, we'll, Let's yeah. all go to the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah. Um, yeah, no, me and Mike were playing a lot of shows together. Yeah. A lot of different stuff. Uh, go, I remember Showcase. I felt like every weekend we were going to shows at Showcase. I remember the one time we went to Showcase, and that's, no, at Wheelhouse is when I met little Chris. Mm. Do, do you guys feel like, um, like, let's say Showcase never shut down, right? And then let's say that we've had this whole time with Showcase. Do you think that, now in our 30s we would still be there every weekend or would it be more of like a oh maybe when the cool shows come out yeah. i mean i think i mean it's like cha- we still have chain that's not it's not it's not the same yeah it's, not, it's, it's not 15 minutes yeah, away it's not like right there where yeah. we can just you know hop over whenever we're bored mm, i mean i i mean i think we definitely would be going back I think we definitely, I mean, yeah, it's such, it think, holds up, man. Yeah. I it think the up. showcase would be an easier place to do like a hometown show type thing. Oh, man. A thousand percent. Because yeah. it's yeah, right we, in the middle of everything. That that was like the hard, that was the hard thing for MBR. We had, we had, uh, you know, we were able to, we had to start booking shows out of my brother's church. You know, we had that for like home shows coming back, but it was just like, I, I remember our home shows ended up just having to be chain reaction. Yeah. Which is or, cool. Or it's a cool venue. Or slide bar. Or slide bar. Actually, yeah, we did have yeah. one. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I remember my when I was in Red Letter Day. Um, Eric, the guitar player, his young his uncle used to go to this coffee shop when they had this huge patio, and um, they used to have um, different kind of meetings there or whatever. So he's like, "Hey, because my uncle wants to know if we want to play." One of his things. So we went, and it was just like our parents and girlfriends and a couple other people. Was it Muggsies? It was Muggsies. <laughs> and we would play there, every, no joke, every every Friday night. Every, the next, okay. It came mm-hmm. to every Friday and Saturday. Dang. Then it came to me asking the owner, hey, can we have some of our friends' bands play? Yeah, yeah. we'll just start earlier. We had to stop by like 1030. Mm-hmm. So then it became No Bragging Rights or Red Letter Day. Then it was like Made on Malice, No Bragging Rights, Red Letter Day, Grounded. And like all... Like the Riverside popular bands was there. Mm-hmm. And it, the last show that was ever there was No Bragging Rights played. And the sh- it got so big, the whole patio was full. 
the parking lot was full. Yeah, it was crazy. It was massive to the point to where the fire marshal came down and no took the show down. It was huge. Damn. It went from being just a few people to like it just grew and grew and grew to the point to where, and we didn't play on a stage. It was seriously concrete, like old school, and you had no room to walk and people were out in the parking lot and it was it was fun it was it was uh so mbr didn't get to play there but that was the first time that like because you know like and i'm not trying to sound modest but like especially back then being in a band i just wanted to play yeah, yeah. i was there's no thought of like oh i hope we get famous or i hope it no. was like it was it was never really like that 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 like thought like went away super fast yeah. <laughs> like once I realized what punk rock shows were yeah and then you know seeing like I was like yeah, this isn't necessarily the genre to uh, you know blow so, up and be yeah. so th- there's a story about a punk rock band I grew up listening to you know Vandals and all the other Guttermouth and Total Chaos I don't know if you guys know who Total yeah. Chaos is huge Total Chaos fan grew up listening to them they've been around for years and years and years well when we and uh, me and my cousin were booking shows with Endline Entertainment. We were putting together a punk show. Well, I was able to get a get a hold of Total Chaos's manager, right? Total Chaos is coming down. Got him. Got their fee paid. They come down in the most ghettoest little cars, Hell and yeah. it's like no one showed up for him. Nothing. And I'm like, these guys have been around for 30, 40, 50 <clears throat> years, and there's like. 20 people out in front of the stage. And I was like, and then I asked them, you know, did you guys promote? And they're like, yeah. And I, I stayed and watched, even though there was no thing, but like it made me go back to when I was in high school. It's like, these guys have been around forever. Like punk rock, in my opinion, was always fun to play, mm-hmm. but I knew there was no mansions or Lamborghinis yeah. or Bugattis in punk rock. It was mainly... Bugattis? Bugattis. <laughs> and it was just mainly for the fun of just having fun with your friends and kind of just hanging out. Like even, even when we played shows, I always told the guys, Hey, let's just go out and act like it's band practice. Let's go make fun of each other. Yeah. And bread letter day when we would play all the time, I would auction off the drummer. His girlfriend <laughs> used to get so pissed. I'd like, so how much can I get for a date for him? Or I remember red letter days first show. Cause John, the drummer for a letter day, I used to pee in a punk band with him. Used to pee in a punk I band? I used to pee in a punk band. <laughs> no pants, just. I used to just pee nice. on stage. Nice. I thought it was a lisp. Some fucking Gigi Allen yeah. shit. <laughs> I used to be in a punk band. <laughs> Ass. <Yeah. laughs> and I, I, do we ever play with Gorgeous? Why yeah. am I saying what weird? Yeah. And that was um, me. Um, that was Greg Pulis was in that band. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we were in Gorgeous, and um, Gorgeous broke up, and the band that Eric was playing in broke up. And me and Eric have known each other since, like, seventh grade, and he called me to go play with him, and so John came in. But um, we always, our very first show ever, Eric had this, like, blue and green striped sweater on. And, you know, I try to make, I make fun of everybody. And I'm all, you probably shouldn't have worn that sweater tonight. <laughs> On stage, in front of everybody. To, it was our first show, and it was, a, I don't remember who we, I think we played with, like, Yellow Card and, um, uh, like, Dashboard Confessional, and, like, they were, like, just starting to get big. So Showcase was packed. Mm. 
Second song in, in front of everybody, I asked him, Hey, Ezra, doesn't Eric look like the guy from Blue's Clues? He was pissed. <laughs> he was so fucking mad. He, he didn't talk to me. Why do you get mad about stuff like he that? Was, oh, he was man. so pissed. Really? But he's so... That's he's, it's, it's, it's weird that he'd be mad about that. Because he seems so... He's so chill about everything. Yeah. He was so mad. We played our set. He loaded up. Went to go talk to me. He goes, don't fucking talk to me. Got in his car and left. And I called him. like, dude, are you really that mad? He goes, why the hell would you say that in front of everybody? I'm like... You're never going to see any of them ever again. Yeah, it's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, mm. we have all kinds of funny shows. and We had this one song, and they called Asshole. And everybody had their own mic, so I would always, I was the one that would make fun of people. and But John would always talk into his snare mic, and we played the song. And then the, one of the guys in the crowd was all, um, I forget where the show was. It was a place in Rancho. Goodfellas? Mm. Yeah, I think it's right there like by like Ontario Mills or something like that. It's like a pub. Have you ever played there or been there? Mm-hmm. Um, so the guys, I'll play it again. And like, b- without even skipping a beat, John's all, sorry, dude, we only do one asshole a night. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, so it was, <laughs> people started coming to the shows just to kind of see who we'd make fun of, what we would do stupid. And uh, it got fun until it got too serious and then it wasn't fun no more. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I forgot you played in a band with Eric. Yeah. Eric, Robbie, and John. Yeah. John now, he's in a um, uh, a Pearl Jam cover band. Sick. Yeah. Look him up. I don't, I don't know the name of him. I'm sure he watches the podcast. But uh, yeah, he's in a Pearl Jam uh, cover band. I know they've got a bunch of shows coming out too. Fuck yeah. I, I recently did, uh, I did, I sang at Waffle Night. and uh, I know. I wanted to go, but I couldn't. Yeah. Well, what Waffle Night's so early now. I know it's at five. Like, why does it end five by seven? seven? I don't know. What'd you sing? Uh, well, even flow. Can you give us an example? I sang. Um, <clears throat> I sang Adele uh, when we were young and Turning Tables, and then Maroon Five. Must get out. She will be loved. Sunday morning, and squeeze goodbye. Did anybody else? And the Noisettes, uh, Wild Young Hearts. So, yeah, nobody else was singing at karaoke. Nobody else was singing? No. <laughs> it wasn't karaoke. So it was... It, was, uh, it wasn't karaoke. We were, it was us playing. It was... Uh, it was a performance. Scott's son. Yeah, Scott's son. So he did the first half, and then I sang the second half. So it was a Mike Perez uh, kind of, well, solo session. The whole point I was saying this is that original idea was we were going to do Pearl Jam songs. Oh, and then I think we just uh, at some point we just didn't. If you go to your car right now, what would what's on the radio? Well, <laughs> it would be. Uh, I'll tell you what it is. It's it would be. <laughs> it'd be my voice lesson songs that I'm working on. Christina Aguilera. So yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I'm doing voice. <laughs> what what is what is Wendy? Have you seen now? Right now, I'm doing Santa Fe for Newsies. Okay. Give us a little... Uh, and I'm doing uh, Moving Too Fast from the last five years. Can you give us a little example? Nice. No. No? <laughs> nice. How, how did singing softer go? Dude, I'm curious to see the video because uh, Jonathan got a rec- he recorded the, our set. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it yet or seen it because he did both audio and whatever. Um, and so, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, I don't sing soft very well, and I don't know, like, 
I don't know what my falsetto really is. It's like I'm guessing the entire time. And so every single song that we did was soft and or had falsetto. So I don't know. I'm curious. I think it went okay. I mean, I know there was like a couple moments where I was like, mm, that wasn't right. Did anybody leave? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Did anybody just take their waffles and just go, fuck this? Well, I think they left because I kept making Christmas jokes. <laughs> like <laughs> what? Say, say, go ahead and say Christmas yeah. So I just kept saying, because like, it was one of those things where, you know, this was last week. Yeah. So December. Yeah. It's the only waffle night in December. So people would, would ask like, are you guys doing Christmas songs or, or like what Christmas song are you doing? And then, you know, just, I'd be like, oh, we're doing uh she will be loved. And they're like, what? You know, the Christmas song she will be loved. Anyway, so like I would make just like small jokes about it. Like, um, you know, Hey, for all, you know, Christmas time is here. So this is the Christmas song about, I don't know what I said. I was just saying like, I'd make like jump, dumb jokes about, about, you know, Oh, this is another holiday. It's, it's yeah. really awesome to see you just like, get nervous and lock up when we tell you to tell a joke. I know. Tell a joke for us. <laughs> tell a joke, yes? Tell Dance, a joke, monk. yes? Dance monkey. Make us make us think funny jokes. I got, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. If your right leg was Eight Christmas inches. and oh. your left leg was New Year's, could I visit between the holidays? Sure could. Mm. <laughs> nice. I was waiting to get a reaction from Jessica. <laughs> Jesse's trying so hard to be quiet on this episode. And like, I'm trying not to look that way because I can see his whole body just like it's, it's, it's the it's that like that meme the like a vegan person going like ten seconds without saying making a vegan, a vegan reference. Um, but anyway, so yeah, all I had to say it was a wanted to sing. Uh, Pearl Jam song. Originally, we were supposed to do Pearl Jam songs, and we didn't. So, how often do they do the waffle night? Once a month, first Wednesday of every month. Oh. Five to seven p.m. We are um, <clears throat> we are uh, tentatively trying to get a walking blind waffle night for twenty twenty three. Oh, that'd be cool. We're just not sure when yet. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and announce that now. You can go ahead. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty is going to be interesting for us. Twenty twenty three is only. Two weeks away. Yeah. yeah. What are you guys doing for New Year's Eve? <sighs> Depends on if I have a little little dude or not. For me, mm. probably do what I do every year, Pinky. <laughs> Plan to take over the world. Plan to take over the world. Oh, I remember last year's New Year's New Year's Eve. I I was at work and I came from work straight to yeah. straight to the pool the pool hall and that was a shit show. <laughs> That was the beginning of a saga we won't talk about. Yeah, that was the beginning. Let's just say that like there was this. <laughs> Hold on. There was this. I want to laugh too. Oh, what a time! Well, it was no, like you're not at a time. What a, no, I said what a time. Oh, like I can't. Okay, I can't. We can't really speak on it. But no. it was just this stretch of time where I thought my life was over. Your life. My life was over. Life was I'll, over. T- I'll tell you more. I'll tell you more about it, like off camera, because mm. like it's 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 just like absolutely batshit. Like I could tell it on this, and nobody would really, nobody would understand. Yeah, nobody would get it. Nobody would understand. And like I always go, ask Mike, ask yeah. Mike. I'm not bullshitting. And it was just yeah, yeah. Mike. That Mike, I mean, he had like basically like receipts for the craziness. Because like so much like when we talk about it, yeah, you'll be like. What and I and it's so it's so crazy that, like yeah, like Mike said, like I'm like I I, I was there I saw it. <laughs> I, was, I, saw it I, was, 
I was made witness to it. I didn't want to be, but I was made witness. Yeah, that was. Uh, it made working my crazy job not so crazy. <laughs> it. Uh, my mental health was at an all time low at yeah. that point in time. Yeah. yeah, we should revisit those episodes because we were definitely doing the podcast then. Yeah, we were. It was right <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. That's right. That's how check was like for real for yeah. Mike back. Then. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. It was, it was the real it deal, Holyfield back then. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, I'll I'll fill you in on it all, all about it, dude. Speaking of mental health check, I'm about to say speaking yeah. of mental that was health. I was trying to segue into it, but you anyway, know. so story time is <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah, mental health check. So for any any new listeners, um, it's basically where we just check in to see where we're at mentally for the week, and uh, you know try to talk about either what we're doing that's helping us if we're in a good place or if maybe we're not in a good place. What are we neglecting to do? So, who wants to go first? You, Mike? Me? You started. Fine. Um, <laughs> fine. I'm not fine. scared. Uh, uh, mentally, I feel like I'm doing well. Um, this week has been, as I'm talking about it now, it's been like very busy and uh, a lot of food. A lot of food. My brother's birthday was uh, last week. or like, It was on Friday, and I feel like we've just been celebrating like for the past week <laughs> and a half. And so, um, what do we do? Because I feel like, I feel like we did something, all right. Oh, I went, no, never mind. I went out to eat with my family and then I went out, then I came here. Yeah. And I, yeah. That was when I was texting you, right? You were making it for last Christmas or something like that? That was Sunday, yeah. Oh, Sunday. Yeah. I'm sorry, I lose track of it. Yeah, so there was that. And so, um, anyway, so it's been cool. I've seen a lot of my family, um, and uh, I think what I was trying to get at was like I my jump roping has been bad this week. <laughs> what I was trying to get. What, what I'm trying, trying to, to say get is, to. yeah. Well, what happened was <laughs> yeah. So because normally I'm pretty good. Um, another thing too is like I think uh, I usually try to get my jump roping in now and then at in the evening when I'm watching like Yellowstone or something. Yeah. And so I haven't really had time to watch Yellowstone, and so I haven't had time to jump rope. Do you still walk around your guys' island? I sure do. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I sure do. Um, it was it was funny. We were uh, watching Elliot run circles around the tree at Daily Bush. <laughs> Daily, Daily, Daily Bush. Bush. <laughs> the Bush. What is that? Daily Bush. Daily Bush. <laughs> one of Mike's <laughs> websites. It's, one, it's, one of Mike's. It's actually my OnlyFans. <laughs> is children allowed? <laughs> Elliot, just you know. Um, no, Daily Brew. He was running around the bush out front. <laughs> to clarify, and, dude, and just like. Over and over and over and over again. And Mike was like, I'm getting dizzy watching him. And I was like, this is what you do around your island, huh? <laughs> He's well, like, <laughs> more, more a relaxed pace. Yeah, a um, little more chill. But, but um, so, anyway, so yeah, so I, I feel like I'm doing well. Um, I got back on my jump rope this morning, which is good. So hopefully I will uh, carry that through the week. But yeah, I feel like I'm in a good place. Where are you guys at? Christopher. Remember when Britney Spears shaved her head? Yeah. Yeah, right, right there. yeah I, I know you've been kind of like up and down lately, right? Like everything's yeah. kind of all over the place. You're just How are you now? I'm all right. Uh, I work today. So you know, it, it's, it's, it's a hit or miss, you know. Um, life throws different struggles mm-hmm. um, no matter what um, with the issues that's going on with my wife. It's the doctors just make you go in circles. Yeah. And it's like, I pay 
good money for insurance. Give us answers. Don't make us come back. Right. So it's always like, oh, we got to refer you to this person. Oh, we got to refer you to that person. So, and it's not, it's like with her, it's not getting better. It's, I think, kind of getting worse. Mm-hmm. And um, with that, and then the holidays, and then just my work schedule, and other stuff going on. So it's up or down and it's some days are really good and some days are really, you know, kind of tough. And, uh, the other day I needed someone to talk to. I ended up calling, uh, calling Jesse. Cause I, that was a day that you, the waffle iron place, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just at that moment, That's like the, I, daily mm-hmm. the daily bush. Yeah. Um, you could have come heard, hear me struggle with soft songs. At the Daily Bush, does it have a comb over? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so you just pick it out. <laughs> oh, <God>. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and it just at that moment when I got off work, um, you know, I try not to show, um, I always try and put a positive attitude on for my kids and not let them see the stress and the struggle yeah. that that goes through. Yeah. Same, same thing with Claudia. Like if something happened at work or, if I'm stressing about um, a bill or just, you know, something that I can't avoid um, stressing them out with, I try and put on the happy face. And it's not, it's not a fake happy face. It's just, I try and, when I walk in the house, I try and leave everything outside. I don't try not to bring it, but just that day I needed, I need someone to talk to you. And, you know, I hit up Jesse and kind of talked to him for a little bit and, uh, and it wasn't, I don't know, it's good days and bad days. And it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, my life is bad. You know, I got a good life. You know, I got a, you know, I got a good job. I got, you know, I got good friends around me. It's just that day-to-day in and out of um, working and, you know, my wife and stuff that's going on at work and stuff that's going on at home and my kids are assholes and you know <laughs> no like they're, they're good kids they're just hi kids. hi kids um my daughter she uh so on the on episode one <laughs> on part one on part one she uh she's like did you talk about me i was like i did yeah she goes what'd you say and I, and I told her and she was like why would you talk about me so now uh so after after the mental health check i'm gonna embarrass her but it's uh <laughs> mental health is it's all right it's just i don't know it's it's, it's a hit or miss well can, what are what are some things when like on the on the days where it is it is down or it's bad um what are what are some things that you try to do to get you into the into a better space so i know and you said like you you try to put on a happy face but yeah. like are there actual things that you're able to do that can get you there like faster or for reals? Um, like, so I think we talked about this on episode one. Um, I used to watch The Secret a whole lot, you know, and I kind of, you know, not per se lived my life around it, but I figured, hey, you know what, if it works for someone, yeah, maybe it would work for me. So I have yeah. a piece of paper and I write down stuff I'm grateful for, you know. Good, man. Um, and I have it in my toolbox at work. Mm-hmm. And 90% of the time when I'm at work, my brain just goes absolutely crazy. So if I know something's going on at home, uh, what the hell was that? 
<laughs> Sorry, you're, you're boring, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> He's like trying so hard. <laughs> No, I, I have a piece of paper and I, and I, I read it and I go down, like, you know, stuff I'm grateful for, um, stuff, you know, um, so it kind of, kind of helps me, you know, get back on track and mm. I always try and see like the positive side of, of things, you know, everyone's, there's always negative no matter what, right. but I've always tried to turn a, a negative into a positive. And one of the things I always say is, you know, um, I'm sure it happens at your work and your work. Jesse's work, my everybody's work. Mm. There's going to be certain things that people say or stuff that, hey, did you hear that so-and-so said this? And, yeah. you know, it kind of like brings you down. I've always said, you know, don't let someone control your happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, so I've, I've always tried, you know what, maybe they're having a bad day. And and I've always said bullies, but I, I can't stand bullies. You know, I've, I was picked on in elementary school and junior high. Then I got to high school and grew a lot taller than everyone and everyone left me alone. But I've always said a bully is probably the person that is picking on you because they're having the bigger issue than somebody else. Right. Right. So they're, that's their way of coping with their struggles yep. is getting, you know, making their friends laugh by picking on you. Right. So I've always said, you know, don't let someone control your happiness. Right. Um, so I, 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 I read my, my notes and just kind of just try and do stuff to distract myself. I'm like, drawing or whatnot but mental health wise i'm i'm okay it's just good days and bad days for sure you know i i saw this uh post today and um it like kind of hit with me and then i like thought about you too because you know we've kind of talked a little bit about stuff going on and and it was this post that just said that um and this is and it kind of ties into like part of you know, like this show's about mental health, but a, a big thing that we like to talk about is men's mental health because mm -hmm. it's very rarely talked about. You can put your leg on me if you want. Thanks, I don't man. mind. Um, so, uh, but one of the things that we that we that I we like to bring up is that like, yo, like we joke a lot, we and we t you know talk shit, and that like that's just kind of how the dynamic works. Yeah. Right. But in a part of that, it's like being comfortable enough to to talk about the tough shit. Yeah. Right. And so I saw this post today that, that like, it was like, it hit home, but it was also kind of like, it sucks to see it. Right. Because there was like, it, it basically said like, you know, as a man, whether you're stressed out about bills, you're stressed out about the mortgage, you're stressed out about work, you're stressed out about your family, you're stressed about your kids, you know, you feel all these emotions just like anybody else would, mm -hmm. right. You're going to, you're going to feel this like in your core because you know, as a man, that's, that's kind of like how we're, we're programmed is just to provide and to take yeah. care of people. Right. But we don't talk about it because at the end of the day, it won't matter. Yeah. Right. And the, the mentality and the thinking in that kind of sucks because like it does matter. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like having those stresses and having all those, those feelings and like, you know, like, okay, we got to keep the lights on. We got to keep the, you know, like I uh, do, like do uh, right at the beginning of December, I have my electric bill set on auto pay with city of Colton. Everything's set on auto pay. So I don't think about it. It just pays itself. Well, I don't know what happened, but the auto pay didn't pay. Oh. Right. So then I just get this random notice on my front door. That's like all the power and water and everything's going to be shut off. If you don't pay this by tomorrow. And it was like two months worth of shit. Holy crap. And I go, 
wait what like i was like i was like like straight up like flabbergasted like what is what is this right I, yeah. i'm like everything's always paid so i go and i look and then i don't know i don't know why the auto pay didn't go through and i was like so then here i am making this 600 payment hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Where I'm like, fuck it. Like, it's got to be, be paid, right? Mm -hmm. So I just go make this payment. And, you know, she'll probably hear this. And like, I was just like, what the fuck, man? Walk back into the house and I'm like, okay, we just paid $600 for this. And then literally like walk out of this door, walk in to the house and I'm just like, oh, just, yeah, like nothing happened. Like it's cool. Do you know? Whatever. Yeah. Because like the mentality and the thought is like, well, this is something I should be taking care of. This yeah. was my problem. Mm -hmm. Right. So why am I going to stress you out about it when yeah. it's something that like, yeah, I put, should have been paying more attention. I should have looked at this. I should have thought about it. And that mentality is just so ingrained in me that I like, I don't think to go like, Oh shit, man, I'm stressed out. because I just had to pay this $600 mm. bill. Yeah. Right. We don't talk about it, yeah. but it should be, you know what, you know, yeah. what's crazy is in most um, relationships, um, like growing up, my mom handled all the bills. Yeah. My dad, you know, did his stuff, but my mom paid everything. And that's what I grew up doing. You know, on Fridays we'd go pay all the bills and this and that. Yeah. But I, um, I know Claudia does, deals a lot with the kids, you know, cause now with the whole pandemic, they're on virtual school and this and that. And then the issues she's going through, um, I pay everything, everything. So when was it like, um, when she was, when she was in, um, when she was in Poland. Mm -hmm. So in October, I had forgotten that at the beginning of October, I set up to have her truck payment pulled out. Right. So I get paid. I pay her truck payment. And then it, then another payment. <laughs> paid. Shit. So I'm like, why? I figured, you know what? Maybe it was just like a double, like a double charge. It wouldn't yeah, fall yeah. off. So I'm going, I'm going through my emails and I'm like, shit. I'm like, and like, okay. So I, I was pissed. I'm like, damn it. You know, that was like 600 bucks that yeah. now. And I'm like, whatever. And then I told Claudia, she and like, her being her always trying to have the bright idea or you know not so much negative she goes oh well at least you don't have to pay a payment next month at least you're one payment ahead but i'm like yeah yeah but, but what about that six hundred dollars that i, I just paid right now? yeah i need mean, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and um so it's i always try and do whatever i can to take the load off of her and i try not to do um what happens at work, I try not to bring home. Yeah. And sometimes it does. And sometimes I come home grouchy and I'm 
in the shower for like an hour. She goes, why do you call me in the shower for, for an hour? And I'm like, you know what? I was like, I just need to get rid of work. I don't need... Although, I'm mad at work. I'm not... Yeah. I'm going to call you next time. No, I said I'm getting the day off of me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I thought you said getting the J off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, I've never heard you use that terminology before, Mike, but, you know... So every time I'm Probably sh- that too. Every time I'm in the shower, I'm gonna start sending you a rubber ducky. There you go. <laughs> Thinking of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I never try and um, let it, what happens at work affect me. But sometimes it does. Yeah. Sometimes I come home and just work has just been super crazy, super hectic. Didn't get to eat lunch because it was just boom, like everything happened. And at my work, you can't. Um, if machines are down, you don't get breaks. Cause we don't we don't clock out for lunch. We get paid our twelve and a half hours like straight. We don't clock out for lunch. Yeah, and they do that because say if I go out on break, essentially like salary ish. Yeah. yeah. So if we um, if I'm out there and I'm eating, and something goes down, they page me. We have to go. Yeah. So and that's kind of what happened, and um, it's 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 hard to kind of. I'm sorry, microphone. <laughs> um, it, it's just it's kind of hard. What? <laughs> It just, it's kind of hard to just leave work at home. and mm-hmm. But now I'm slowly, like, I always read positive quotes. So um, I always, I read something that said, uh, what the heck? It was like, I'm not a religious person at all, but it was like something religious like, um, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, and today's a gift because you're living in the present. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of took that and took my own, thing on it like one day Claudia was stressed out and I'm like look you be just focus on today we have no idea what's happening tomorrow what happened yesterday is it's over like we, I yeah. can't go back what happened yesterday and fix mm-hmm. it right so now it's like I don't I try not to look too far ahead I just try and get through from when I wake up to when I go to bed until I wake up again nice. you know uh, last week we had um, we had our guest Daniel Rinaldi and he's a He's a, uh, a clinical therapist. Okay. And so he he, he mentioned um, one of the things he, he talked about was journaling, mm. which um, it's so nice because you when you journal and you you know I it, I think for guys it's probably hard to do especially if you're not a writer yeah per se or you you're not used to being expressive in that way but there is a lot I feel like a lot of good that can come from something like journaling or um, actually I had Jesse I had Jesse do this which is uh, voice recording oh. Actually, that's something that I personally do for myself, because uh, <laughs> and to Mike, hear <laughs> my grievances. And my Mo- most recently, eight minutes. Do you have eight any, minutes? So, um, <laughs> so and, he just laughed. So here's a backstory on me and Mike. Me and Mike have been friends for a long time, but with him touring, we never had a chance to um, hang out a lot. Mm-hmm. And so now, since he's not touring, we hang out a whole lot more, mm-hmm. and. I remember I, I had texted him and he sent me a voice message and I'm like, so I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll just reply with a voice message. You're like fucking weirdo. So I'm, I'm talking to my phone and Claudia's like, what are you doing? I'm like, mind your business. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And I'm like, I feel like such an idiot. Like I'm in a store and everyone's staring at me. Yeah. I just text back. <laughs> it's, but, yeah. yeah, it's, it's funny because I, I, Text Mike when he sent me this eight minute message, and I go, "Is that the one where you had an idea?" And he goes, "Oh my god!" No, this was rec- this was oh. actually recently. <laughs> oh, this was this, this was not one. then. Um, so he still have it. I don't know. 
I don't maybe. Um, so he, I was like eight minutes, Mike. He goes, just listen to it when you're taking a shit or something. I was like, I am. <laughs> that, no, no, you're like, you're like, I already took my shit, Mike. <laughs> that that text message is a, is a podcast in itself. Yeah. Yeah. But Mike's yeah. a fan of uh of, you know, it for for somebody who is so quiet though you you have a lot to say. Yeah. Well, that, and that's why I'm a shitty texter too because. I can't just be like if someone's talking to me and I'm doing something. Yeah. I can't. I can't give you a half-assed answer. Right. I can't do that. So and and if I'm gonna sit down and do it, then whatever I'm doing, print like that's gonna take over what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And so like, and I've like a lot of times it sucks because I feel like people are like probably like oh he's ghosting me, but it's like it's either that or I'm giving you like I'm honestly not there. I'm not there to be there mentally. That's why I'm not giving you anything right now. And so when I do, that's why <laughs> a lot of times it comes out and like. Pfft, Uh, and and for what it's worth jesse and i have given mike shit about this uh mike has so many (laughs) unread messages emails everything on his phone it stresses me out to see the little bubble and the number on it (laughs) you know what's crazy about my phone i could text anybody yeah and i will know when someone reads it oh my god 242 What is that on? And I, I took my I took my email off of what notifications. <laughs> like text messages or what? That's text messages. Yeah. So how did you find mine and all of that? Because I love you. Oh. And I looked. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I don't love anyone else from those. And that 242 yeah, messages. It's a lot. You also, I mean? in fairness, a, a lot of those are group texts too. Mm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike has the tendency to be in a group text and just not say anything for like six months. <laughs> and then all of a sudden throw something in randomly and then disappear again. They're like, what? The, the, the funniest thing to me is just funny now. Whereas in Instagram, because we're part of, I'm a part of, I don't even know which groups I'm a part of. But uh, every now and then I'll, I'll come in, I'll, I'll go on my, I'll send, send uh, just straight heat to you guys. And then uh, Andrew's been the one who's called me out, I think, the most. Where he's like, I already fucking sent you that mic. <laughs> I said that two weeks ago. Yeah, or he's like, that's in the other group chat, Mike. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> now it's in this one. Uh, I didn't open that group chat. How is your mental health doing? Uh, I am... I feel like I've been tired lately, but um, part of that is just trying to get adjusted to this new like uh, schedule that I'm on because I'm go- I'm back at the gym. I'm going in the mornings. That's good. Um and uh and and i just i'm on meal preps again for lunches nice um so like getting adjusted to that i just like i was feeling so shitty with myself just because i was not focusing on my health whatsoever i was only focusing on all this other stuff going on um but now i'm just tired and trying to like readjust to everything um i had a <laughs> I, I told mike about this and he's like why would you do that I had a moment where I just looked at like all, everything that we've spent this year and like looked at all the finances and everything. And Mike's like, "Why would you do that to yourself?" I was like, "I don't know." So but, <clears throat> yeah. So I have Chase Bank, mm-hmm. and it gave me a snapshot of the year what we spent. Yeah. I spent thirteen thousand eight hundred and forty-two dollars on groceries this year. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. But, well, I mean, you have a whole family to feed, though. You know, yeah, like starve. <laughs> <laughs> It's a yeah. lot of money, though. You're like, I don't, yeah. You're like, then I remember Little Caesars exists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get five dollars. Little hot and ready's, dude. Yeah, and then this year we we spent uh, over six thousand on just fast food. 
that's a lot too. That is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Department stores, it was like twenty eight thousand. Yeah, my shopping's a big problem. Mine. Yeah, because whatever, I'm horrible. Whenever I get stressed or I get like I like anxiety about something, it's like retail therapy. Yeah, just yeah, like now, just on stuff that I'm like, why, 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 why do I? Have well, when that? I was when I was texting you and you were leaving Ontario, and two watches, here. Michael. You know what? <laughs> you got two. Watches? You got you got deals though. Got that was deals. my. I got deals. I got deals, and it was my birthday present to myself. You dive? Well, he could start. <laughs> well, we're going to dive right into this question. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I bought myself two watches. Is it I actually bought, present for you? I actually bought myself three. <clears throat> One of them was with the the uh, Nixon code, though. So, <laughs> for what is it worth? And that, yeah. Anyways, I, I went Christmas shopping the other day, and I got a pretzel. I no, this, I take it back. I got uh, the Blink One Eighty Two pop set of Mark Tom and Travis. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. I yeah, I did all my Christmas shopping. Uh, my the last person I needed to buy for was my mom, and I could not figure out what to get her. So I asked her, and she's like, "Oh, I just like this." Um, like she gave me a bullshit answer. So I bought I bought her what she said she wanted, but I also got her other stuff, and I'm yeah. like. So my my mother in law is really really hard to shop for. Yeah, my my kids they're uh, we finished up with my daughter and my son both on uh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah Sunday, and basically finished up with my father in law, and Claudia's been going back and forth. What should I get my mom? So she sent me um, a stove. I'm like, what about your mom a fucking stove for Christmas? <laughs> she goes, well, I I would benefit from it too. I'm like, it's not about you. I'm like, how would you benefit from it? She goes, I like it. It's got the griddle in the middle. <laughs> and I'm like, perfect. How much is the stove? It's like 900 bucks. And I was like, oh, sure. Sure, if you want. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, can we get the matching microwave? Yeah, sure. You know, go ahead. Whatever. That's what you want to do. It's a gift for your mom. Yeah. Then you change your mind. After, my, after you bought it? No. She, oh. we, we didn't buy it yet. <laughs> okay, okay. So legit, my mother-in-law is the last one. That we really need to shop for. Claudia got a bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I'm gonna Michael laugh at this story. <clears throat> I was looking for a Christmas gift for my dad, and he doesn't really listen to the show. Or at least if he does, he doesn't make it this far in. So we're fine right <laughs> now. <laughs> um, but so I called him because I was at like a the pro image or whatever, and I was like, "Yo, have you fully jumped on the Rams bandwagon? Because there's this sick." like varsity style blacked out Rams jacket. I was like, this is hard. Right. And he's like, nah, you know, like I'm still, you know, like I, I might go chargers. I might go chargers. And I was like, interesting choice, but okay. <laughs> and then he was like, and he's like, you know, and um, you know, I'm going to still keep my Georgia pride. So I'm still a UGA fan. And then he goes, but I am a Dodgers fan. And I was like, dad, you, this is all you're going to give me just Dodgers. He's like, I'm a Dodgers fan now. Freddie Freeman. And I'm like, fuck. You're, so, you're a Freddie Freeman fan. Yeah, That's you're funny. a Freddie Freeman. So, so then I, they go, oh, they have the same jacket, but for Dodgers, right? I was like, oh, oh, okay, fine. I'll buy this one, right? So I have this this jacket like in my mind. I go and I'm like, hey, do you guys have a large? And they're like, oh, we have a medium and a double XL. I was like, cool. Can you order me a large? He's mm -hmm. like, nah, nah, man. Only what's out here. I go, you guys don't have like a corporate store that you could get a size from? He's like, Nah, it's just what's here. Wow. Fuck. So then I text Martin. I go, what are you doing? He's like, 
I'm just at home. I go, you want to meet up for lunch and go with me to the Dodger store in Victoria Gardens? He's like, yes. When do you want to go? When do you want to be there? I was like, all right, so I'll be there in 30 minutes. So I drive to Victoria Gardens. They don't even have the jacket. The whole ass Dodger store doesn't have this jacket. I can't find it. So I ended up having to buy him one online, but I spent all this time in the Dodger store for nothing. Why did Jeff Martin just make you one? I thought about that too, but it just it'd take too long. <clears throat> and then uh, I walk in and I'm wearing a Braves hat. And Martin immediately as I walk in the door is like, hey, Mike, you should probably take that hat off. Everybody turns and looks at me. I'm like, thanks, dude. I'm going to keep this on right now. He's like, yo, why don't you at least turn it backwards? <laughs> I was like, fuck you, Martin. These, these colors don't run. <laughs> these colors don't run. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was a, it was a mission to, to find a, a, a Dodgers jacket this weekend so that hurt my mental health a little bit <laughs> that's that wasn't my daughter's list she gave us a list and we told him this year if you want because they'll, they'll tell us oh we want this we want that oh we want this we want that and um we're like hey you know give us a list of, of stuff you want and it's like you i look at the list we're looking at the list and i'm like where the hell do i find that where do I find that? And I told Claudia, I'm like, half the stuff I got to buy online. Yeah. Why the fuck are we at the mall? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then it finds some, some stuff for, um, for my son and whatnot. But it, it's crazy because now since Claudia has an issue with her back and her leg, we have handicapped parking. Oh, shit. Oh, so the parking lot's full. And I'm just, That's kind of sweet. Floop. You just have the one that you hang on the. Yeah. Well, I get out walking normal, <laughs> you know. She gets out with a lamp. Everyone just, they just stare as they drive by. I'm just, just wave. Yeah. But then by the time we were done with the mall, I was limping worse than she was. <laughs> I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, what the so, so you're making the switch from vans to something with more orthotics. You, you know, <laughs> I've got about six pairs of Nikes mm -hmm. and I never wear them. And I just bought another pair. Nice. Well, they're not, I don't know what they are. Nikes or something, Claudia bought them. But they're like tennis ball green. <laughs> She's like, everything you have is either black, gray, or white. That's all I wear. I'm like, that's that's what it yeah. is. So the, the, the shoes match my hat. And she said, like, we got to get you a brighter color. I'm like, all right. So she found those, and I was like, hokey dokey. You're like, whatever you say. Whatever you say. The rule of thumb, when you get married, just say, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, you're going to argue. And no matter what, you're still going to do what they want to do. Facts. Save you a lot of heartache and just go, okay. Yeah. All right. I do that a lot of work. Boss tells me to do stuff. I go, okay. I still go out and do whatever I need to do. <laughs> Nobody from work will watch this so I can say that. <laughs> <clears throat> well, uh, Mike, do you want to uh, hit Chris with some questions from your uh, producer I do. toolbox over well, there? I had, this was kind of just a random thing. So I'm going to read off. I'm going to read off albums that turned 20 years old this year. Oh, I, yeah, oh, I read that. Okay. I didn't read it, but I, I watched something. Yeah, so I'm going to read them off, and we don't, we don't have, I don't think we have time to go through all of them, but just like if any of them stand out, mm -hmm. then we can talk about it. But uh, So just some of the notable. Obviously, there's way more, but some notable ones. Uh, Let Go, Avril Lavigne, came out 20 years ago. Interesting. She was replaced. Com complicated. I know. <laughs> so was Eminem. <laughs> Speaking of the Eminem show, mm -hmm. came out twenty. That's you know as I was looking through that one, 
I think that might be one of my. I think that might be my favorite album. Which, uh, just because my memory sucks, which which songs were on the Eminem show? Eminem show had uh, "Singing for the Moment," okay. "Cleaning Out My Closet," okay. Uh, actually, let me just pull. Was Stan up. on that one too? I don't think so. I think Stan was uh, Stan was the one before that. Uh, Curtain up, White America, business, cleaning out my closet, square dance, soldier. Actually, soldiers. I think soldier. might be my one of my favorite yeah, Eminem songs. Soldier. Say goodbye to Hollywood, drips without me. Okay, sing, uh, sing for the me. moment, Superman, Haley song, mm. uh, when the music stops, say what you say, uh, till I collapse, till I which collapse. we got flagged on today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my dad's gone crazy and curtains closed. There were some bangers on that record then. Yeah, there was. Um, so Eminem show and then uh, Process of Belief, Bad Religion, Sticks and Stones, Newfound Glory, wow. Kings of Pop, Homegrown, American Paradox, Strung Out, wow. the Illusion of Safety, Thrice, yeah, Sounding of the Seventh Trumpet, Event Sevenfold. Holy shit! And then uh, a ton of random like I think this was the which is. It's hurtful because my graduation year, but I think my graduation year, my school was the like birth of like emo, like emo arrived. Yeah. Take you back Sunday, mm-hmm. I think tell your friends, and then uh, the used. What year did like, you graduate? 2002. <laughs> we graduated in 2002. Actually, I didn't. No, I didn't graduate high school. Oh, I well. was stupid and didn't graduate. And at 29 years old, went to adult school. Yeah, GD. Yeah, I had to get my GD to go work where I work. Yeah, nice. So yeah. So anyway, of those, of those, or if there's one that you just know trivia wise, that off the top of your head, uh, any of those albums stand out? Also, Nelly. I think really, and I think I saw that Nelly released uh, Nellyville. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was a big one for me. That was a big one for me. I remember going to the record store in San Francisco to buy it, wearing Timberland boots. And your do rag? <laughs> I uh, I probably had a do rag in my pocket, but I wasn't wearing it. I was at the I was at Seven Eleven the other day, and I saw a do rag. You should have got it. Was it the the split down the middle two tone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna get it, bring it to make you wear it on the show. But <laughs> I would have, I would have. <clears throat> any any albums that got to you, Chris? I think I think for mm-hmm. that era, like. Because you said the used and taking back Sundays like first records came out, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> two thousand two. That was like I think that was right around the same time that like a boxcar racer came out with their. You know who boxcar racer is? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was right around the same time they did and the transplants. I can't be for certain, but I know right around two thousand two. You know, um, two thousand three four is. Yeah, two thousand two thousand three. I was it was funny because I was looking, and as I was I was like trying to like I, first I was searching bands that I was into. I was like, oh, which ones? I feel like everyone came out like two thousand three was a big year. Yeah, two thousand one and two thousand three were big years for albums. Yeah, two thousand two for a reason wasn't that's crazy. So at that time, I think I was like a sophomore in high school. I think I was a sophomore in high school. Um, and and I was just like I was like a. R&B hip hop kid but I was just starting to get into like like right there that wave of like emo music in like 2003 like, like 2002 2003 yeah <clears throat> Jesse just started kindergarten yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jesse was in well let's see what first grade 
Was it first grade? No. No way, really? <laughs> uh, that's all right. <clears throat> that means you'll outlive all of us. Well, because you're 25, right? So, yeah, first grade. Dang. Right? A long time ago. Because if I was in 11th grade, oh no, 10th grade. Yeah, first grade. We're all here doing math. I should know this. I'm Asian. <laughs> I think. I think for me, the album uh, is a, the one that one sound for me was "Illusion of Safety." Yeah. Because that was that was the, my first realization of like, oh, punk is gonna die. I found thrice later, like later, later. Actually, it wasn't I found thrice when I came here. Um, but yeah, I, I the first time I heard. That record, I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, Williams yeah. turned me on to Thrice. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, Felix turned me on to Thrice. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that was the whole uh, second chance. Uh, Phil was Thrice. Yeah. Uh, Identity Crisis and First Impressions, or EP First Impression, like those were in like the circle of our friends. Like we had just discovered it, and it was like that weird crossover, like punk hardcore metal band. Yeah. And like. I was on the fence. I liked, I've always liked lyrically. I've always been fascinated by how he wrote. But um, it, that album, though, for me, I was just like, fuck, this is perfect. This yeah. is like a perfect album. And like, that was, that was like the album that I was just like, I want to like, I want to like start writing more metal riffs. Cause like bands like Strung Out and like that, like they, I would try to like, you know, riff like them, but I, I couldn't. Thrice was more obtainable because it was like a more slower tempo. And so they actually had like riffs you like, yeah. I could actually listen to. Whereas I felt like Strung Out was like too fast. Strung Out, another band. I, Strung Out, I didn't get into until I was in Creative Void. And like really? Jake and Steve put me on a Strung Out. This is a <clears throat> kind of fun fact. Or I don't know if it's that fun. But uh, so the opening track on American Paradox is uh, Velvet Ellie. And Chris and I straight up rip that song off for our for the no bragging rights song broken bottles hmm. straight up rip that like that <laughs> riff idea chris chris is very open about his pure ripping off of other yeah <laughs> yeah because we were jamming and he like he's, i was like hmm that sounds he's like well they play it here i'm like all right whatever <laughs> Chris will be like, yeah, 90% of Creative Void is uh, just Dave Matthews band riffs that I fucking made metal. <laughs> That'd be funny. I don't I don't want to expose uh, a hardcore band that we know, but they said a lot of their breakdown and riffs, they come they, from hip-hop. Straight yeah. up ripping really? off hip-hop stuff. Yeah. They just listen to hip-hop songs and then... Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you off camera because I, I don't know if it's common knowledge. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing, last thing I want to end with, uh, and I, if, you know, um, last time we got to talk about it a little bit and it was just the, the story about your friend. Yes. And, um, and I, I think the reason, you know, we talked about this before last time and, uh, and previous times, but I think, I think it's just important cause I feel like regardless of, uh, the outcome, I feel like everyone has had those moments where they've walked away from something with some kind of regret, you know, yeah. uh, in my case, you know, I, I felt that way with my buddy will. Um, but, uh, you know, in your case for your story, uh, I think it's valuable because, you know, I guess I'll let you, I'll let you, t- I'll let you tell your story, but I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of good, uh, that can come from something tragic that yeah. you went through. So. Um, the elongated version or a short one? Mm-hmm. 
Whatever's clever. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, so you both know I had, I had a friend named TJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and super young kid, full of energy, but struggled really, really bad with depression. Um, to where when I met him, I, I, I had no idea just because he was always laughing and always carrying on and um, always even, he always wanted to be the one to make someone laugh or be the limelight. Um, and I, I never knew until one day he called me and wanted to come over. And so once he came over, I, it kind of clicked that what he was going through. And so I guess he found comfort in me. And at that time, we'd only been friends for maybe six months. And I kind of felt weird. I'm like, you know, barely know me. Why would you be opening up like so much? But I, I never said that to him. I just let him, you know, speak. I never said nothing. I just kind of let him speak his mind and um, gave him the best advice I could. And I always told him, if you ever need to talk, dude, just, just fucking come over. Yeah, you know, knock on the door, come over. Don't 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 even call. I don't care what time it is, dude. Just come. And he would, and he would stay the night. And his mom and dad always knew where he was. So he, they kind of, if he left, they would automatically text me, "Hey, um, TJ left. I might be coming to your house. Let us know if he's there." Mm-hmm. So I'd always let his mom and dad know, "Hey, he's here. He's fine. Don't worry about him." Nice. Um, so then he kind of seemed like he would get better, and then he'd fall down a rabbit hole and. It was always over over a girl. Like he'd get so upset. I don't, I don't think he like well, he liked being alone. Mm-hmm. And so he was he lived he lived in Riverside right down the street from me. So he was only maybe five minutes from my old place. And he started having people move in to his um, his house that I knew from other people that. They weren't, they weren't good people. They're just bad company. Yeah, not good. And I'm like, dude, like, why would you have those people in, in your house, man? He goes, oh, I, you know, I need help with rent. I'm like, I get it. You know. Yeah, but you can find better people. Yeah. That's what I said. I'm like, dude, if you can't afford it, let the house go. Like, you know, break your lease, you know. <clears throat> yeah. And um, he always he always kept trying to get me and Claudia to move in. I'm like, dude, I got, I got kids. You know, I can't be around riffraff, parties, none of that. Mm-hmm. And so it, it kept going on and on. And uh, I had gone over there and I had found out one of the guys was dealing drugs. And I got pissed and I walked out and slammed the door. And he rushed out after me. And I turned and looked at him and I told him, as long as those people are there, I cannot come around, talk to you, or be involved with you in any way. Because if you go down, they're going to take me down with you. Mm. And all. If I go to jail, I lose everything. And got my truck and I left. Like two weeks later, I got a call that he he shot himself. Fuck. So it was, and I thought one of our buddies was was messing around with me, and it was like it didn't hit me at first, and it was on Halloween. And I remember I mentioned this on episode one. That's the same night that um, Mitch Lucker crashed his motorcycle mm-hmm. that I right. found out, and uh, so I tried to process stuff. And I called my buddy that had texted me, and he goes, "No man, no man, um, really happened." This, and I'm like, "Let me let me call you back." Like, this is you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like somebody's fucking with me. Yeah. Right like this is not- like I knew he was like he was mentally unstable sometimes, but not. I never thought he would go like to that extreme. And we're taking to get trick or treating, 
And it got to the point where we were like, you know what, we're done. Kids were small anyways. We went back to her parents' house. And we went to her parents' house. Like, it hit. And then I'm like... A, a kid pissed off that they can't get to get a toy. Screaming, crying, looking at the sky, asking, you know, why the fuck would you do this? And it, uh, like, it, it messed with me a lot. Because it was like, the last thing I said to him was, as long as those people are in your house... I can't be involved with you. Didn't even give him a chance to say nothing. Got my truck and I, and I left. But it was like, at the time, that's what I needed to do for my family. And I thought if I, in my mind, I really thought if I did that, <clears throat> he always used to call me his big brother. If I did that, it would click in his head. Shit. Okay, maybe. I fucked up. Maybe yeah. I need to get them out of my house. Yeah. Maybe I need. And so deep in my mind, and this happened 10 years ago, deep in my mind, I always feel shit. Did I, if, I wouldn't have said that. Would he still be alive? Would he still be around? Would he have, you know, done what he did? Yeah. So it's kind of like part of guilt, part of maybe it was just like it would have happened anyways. Or so it's kind of a, a hard bone to swallow when that's the last thing I said. And every time he had an issue, I was the only one that he ran to. Right. And then that that comfort that he had was gone. So it's kind of like, for the longest time, I kind of blamed myself. And everyone was like, dude, you can't do that. You can't do that. Because everybody knew how close me and him were. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it, it's still like a touchy subject. He, he had just turned 21. So he was super young, had a full life ahead of him. And just something that if I could go back, I would do things totally different. But I, I can't. I think the the unfortunate part is, um, you know, like, especially when you deal with situations where, you know, it's suicide or it's somebody taking their own life or what's the, what's the, the, the TikTok term for it now? Unaliving. Yeah. Unaliving. Yeah. I don't have, I don't know if that's a, I don't have TikTok just to put that out there. Commonly used phrase now. I, you know, but anytime you come across these scenarios, right? Like, um, like there's always this like there's there's a few different sides to this right there's the person who's going through it the person who made that decision to take their own life but then there's also the people who are left behind yeah right um family friends and then everybody has some sort of guilt whether it's valid or not right like what could i have done um and even even when somebody passes like you know in not as traumatic a way even if it's natural causes somebody passed in their sleep whatever there's always this like i wish i could have done this i wish i had been there i wish i had not said what i said you know and and the unfortunate part is like you it's easy for us to say outside of it to go like hey man you can't put that on yourself right you can't you can't put that on yourself because you know, at the time you were doing what you felt was right. Right. And then, you know, and it's coming from a place of, of yeah, love. It, it yeah. wasn't like you're trying to be a dick. It was just, mm-hmm. Hey man, like, like you have to sort this out. Like only you can help yourself in this scenario. And I can't, like, I can't associate with these people. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and, but it's, it also from another standpoint sucks because at the same time you're like, well, yeah, it's easy to say that, but I still wish I had, been there i still wish i he had reached out to me i still wish you know all this stuff had had happened and i think that's like the toughest part uh about it i think early on 
on this podcast, we talked about um, that Joyner Lucas song, uh, I'm Sorry. Mm. I think it's called I'm Sorry. And if you watch the music video, um, and if you guys haven't had a chance to watch the music video, um, it's the perspective of the first verse is the person going through it. The second verse is the person who was left behind, mm-hmm. right? And like, there's this whole, like, there's this whole, like, the the different layers of emotions where it's like, I'm upset that you're gone, but I'm fucking so mad at you for doing this, mm-hmm. but I hope you're in a better place, but I'm still, you know, you know, and it's just this roller coaster ride of emotions that like, you know, and, and even now, like it's been 10 years, but I'm yeah. sure that it's still like the sting and the hurt is still there. Like when you think about it. Yeah. Like, and you know what? The crazy thing is, is I, uh, I used to have dreams about him all the time. Yeah. All the time. And in my dreams, I would ask him, why'd you do it? And I'd wake up. Yeah. You know, why'd you do it? Or in my dream seemed so real. Like I could hear his voice. I could hear him talking and everything. We'd be talking. But as soon as I brought that up, my, my dream would end and I'd wake up. Didn't matter what time in the morning it was or in the middle of the night, um, I'd automatically wake up. And uh, when we moved from our old place where we are now, um, I I had seen him in our room, and um, I, I don't I don't I don't know why, but I uh, at our old place I I'd, I'd always like see him out of the corner of my eye. Or his hat, like I took a bunch of his hats and um, his hats would be moved. And I'm like, whatever, you know. Um, so, but where we're at now, um, I had seen him and I, I, out of like the corner of my eye and I was doing, I forget what I was doing. And I told him, I said, hey man, um, you need to go. Like you can't, you can't stick around me forever. Like you need, you need to go. You need to like be free. You need to, you need to go. Yeah. And since then, I have never seen him, and I haven't had one dream about him. That wow. was about nine years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a trip. <clears throat> but no joke. When I when it first happened, at least two to three times a week, I was having dreams about him. And once I said that, they all stopped, like flat. flat Do you think out, part of that was stopped. you letting go too? Maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey man, like I, you know, it's been a year. I've kind of mourned you for this year, and I yeah. gotta. We both have to kind of move mm-hmm. on. Yeah. yeah, and it's like I didn't go to his funeral. His parents still uh, still won't talk to me because they knew how close we were. But I, I I told them I don't I don't go to funerals. Yeah, you know, in in my mind, I I want to remember the person as they were, not how they are. Right. So they're mad at you for not going to the funeral. Yeah, that's were, a bummer. They don't respect they were, that. Yeah, they were they were mad. That's tough, man, because you can't. Like, Everyone handles loss differently. Yeah. yeah, you know, like yeah, they were they were they were really really mad. And I totally I. I completely get that too like i don't want to remember him like this yeah right? mm. like i don't want to remember you in this way i want to remember you fucking laughing and smiling and exactly just, you know yeah that's tough yeah that's tough so it's just one of those things where it's um if there's anybody out there that struggling like that there's numbers i think they have a new number nine nine eight eight something mm-hmm. like that i just i saw that online and uh, i don't know if you ever mentioned this in the podcast i've watched all of them that um hot topic has a um a suicide prevention mm. hotline now too mm-hmm. i think we we talked about it on one of the yeah. we yeah. have the card that's a long time ago anyway and i don't know who was watching this far but if you guys have seen saw the episode with andrew the question i asked him was actually about 
TJ. Mm-hmm. That interesting. That was like episode, like maybe maybe ten. <laughs> uh, Andrew was on earlier on. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on pretty early. And to answer your question, Andrew, I, I'm not mean. I'm just <laughs> bluntly honest. <laughs> you know, with uh, something to bring bring this bring this back is, you know, um, they, you know, when when we lose someone like that, like that, like suicide just hits different. Mm-hmm. Like it just does. Um, you know, I, th- I feel like uh, we've all experienced different kind of losses, natural causes, or even accidents. Suicide hits it hits different. But I think one of the things that you know, in talking with you and and then you know, conversations we've had with our friends is, you know, like there's nothing we can do after it happens, right? Nothing, yeah. We can't go back and you know, can't go change it. All we can kind of do moving forward is is you know we can do things on our end where there even if it's just a conversation making yourself available you know reaching out you know um you know like for for uh for my you know my situation losing my friend was a little bit different as far as like regret but i you know i still i still carried a ton of regret yeah you know because i did the whole i could have done this or i should have seen this or you know um yeah like the first first year of of time like a lot of people hear my polished version of what I talk about on stage. Yeah. But there was a whole year before that where I was just rambling. ranting. Yeah. I, I was like mad at him one night. And then I was sad. And then I, you know, working through it. Cause it was, I didn't, I didn't know it hit me it, in a way that nothing had hit me before. And so, you know, as, as sad as that moment was and as hard as it was, you know, I've, you know, I, I try to, I try to, talk about it now when I can I know you've I know you've had conversations you know and so I think the way we the way we move on from something like this is you know you just you you honor them by living your life the the best you can um you know educating yourself as best you can uh on something like this like this is this is something that is going to forever be explored forever be learned about you know um and just when you, just when you feel, at least for my, I'm speaking for myself, just when I feel like I'm having like a breakthrough and I feel like I'm understanding something and I'm like, oh man, like I'm, I'm about to crack this kite, like crack. <laughs> and then something happens that just completely reminds me of like, you have no idea what's yeah, going through. Know. You don't know shit. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. See, <laughs> I've always thought the difference between someone passing away naturally and suicide is, and I've, I've seen like different videos and I've heard different people talk is, um, like uh, I'll go back when when Claudia's um, baby cat got hit by a car and died. Claudia was upset because she goes, "I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye." Yeah, and it's like, and like it kind of like I think it's kind of like the same way I felt with TJ. It's like I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. But yeah, it's like no one knew. Like it's different with a suicide, and you, you it's unexpected. So if someone you know someone's getting old, they're sick, you kind of prepare yourself. Right. So like with someone. Of course, when anybody dies, it's sad, but it's there's there there are two totally different reactions. Yes. And I go back with what Claudia said, how you know she goes, I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye, and that that's what upset her the most. She goes, if I knew something was going to happen, she goes, it's different. She goes, but I didn't have a chance to say goodbye. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that kind of like it's it's said into me when she said that. I was like, no, oh, it's kind of like TJ I didn't, I didn't yeah. get to fucking say goodbye. Yeah, and and you know for. I feel like 
that obviously it, it, it feels nice, but I think at the end of the day, it still hurts. Yeah. And it's still like, there, I feel like no time is ever enough time. You know, my, my grandmother was, you know, El, I feel she, she was like in her eight, 80s when she passed. And, you know, she had a stroke and we all got to say goodbye to her. Yeah. Granted, I don't, I don't think she was conscious anymore, but you know, we all had that, that really beautiful moment where we all got to say, I got to say thank you. And my mom and everyone, we got to say, you know, say things and we all got to, you know, pray and be there with her. The minute she flatlined, that all went, that all went out the window. Yeah. It Screaming, crying. Yeah. You know, like, so it, I just feel like. It is nice to, to, sure, to have that. You can tell yourself later on, I think, to be like, oh, I got to say bye. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still separation. It's still loss. Yeah. And it's like, absolutely. You know, I, I feel, I feel like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like it, it's crazy because I. So there have been two really important people in my life that have passed away that I was the last person to talk to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was the last person, and it doesn't. I mean, like I guess there's a little bit of like. Yeah, I got to say what I needed to say, but at the same time, it, it you're right. Like, there's, you still feel every single emotion yeah. that you felt, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, later on down the line, you might go like, oh, cool, like I was able to, you know, say goodbye or you know whatever, but it doesn't change how you feel. Yeah, you know? I, 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 I try to find, like I said, I got to, I got to say, like, bye. I knew she's, I knew she was gonna pass and stuff, but I, I've, I rewind it back to like my cousin's birthday party when she was there and i just said i i just told her you know i love you a lot you know i take that as my as my goodbye you know even though whatever like so i don't know i just think when it comes to comes to you know the idea of loss and timing we're not promised anything here and you know that that's one reason why i try to not there's a lot of people Oh, I'll never talk to that person again. They they hold on to grudges so mad. I try to not hold on to any grudges. Yeah. You know, even if I've had issues with people, like I have not so much mended ends, but um, no, like there's no bad blood with really anybody. Even if I haven't talked to them, like I've like mentally let, like, let it go. So there's no, like I try not to like hold grudges or hold like be mad at anything or like even when I, if I argue with someone, I always, before I go to sleep, I always try and make sure before I go to things are okay. Things are okay before, even if, even if it's not okay, at least I'm going to call you and be like, Hey man, tomorrow, like, you know what happened, what happened? At least try to, cause that, that's like one thing you don't want to do is be mad at someone and then oh I'll talk to him tomorrow. And then what happens if tomorrow never comes? I, I don't like letting shit linger. No, I, I I'm very much a person like, we need to fucking solve this right now. Like, we need to hash this out right now. Yeah. Like, let's get it done and get it over with. And then once it's done, I'm like, yo, I like, it's, yeah. uh, like, I'm not mad. I'm, it's cool. One of the uh, interesting things from, I'm reading in an interview, Strung Out had, they'd parted ways with their bass player. And I, I believe it was the singer Jason where he was kind of like, he was okay. He was okay being like mad and bitter because he's like, we're going to, we're, we're, you know, we're friends. We're going to eventually get over this. Yeah. And then he died. Fuck. The bass player died. And so, like, I don't know. I guess going on the whole, like, you know, there's no, at the end of the day, you know, what, what does, what does holding that kind of, you know, resentment, yeah. and over what, 
you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, I've had, I'm, I'm so thankful that I've had, uh, I'm, I have good relationship with ex band members, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, cause I'm sure at, at some point there was a lot of, you know, uh, <clears throat> like I, I, I like the thing on my end for for any past member for me, I'm like, if I saw them again, I'm, I'm, we're good on my end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm fine. You know, <clears throat> you got a problem. You got a problem that you might have. With yeah. That's, that's how I feel with like a lot of, I remember <laughs> the, the, the craziest, I think the craziest era when was when Chris left, right? And yeah. like the the kind of bad blood for a little bit, like that was there. I was just like, oh, this is this is weird. Yeah, like, this is real weird. Yeah, you know? and that and that you know at the time too, and I, and I you know obviously later on we got to talk and I th- you know everyone understood it was like for me that was hard in the sense that like it wasn't even that I didn't want him in the band. I yeah, just knew, I just knew that. He, he needed to he needed to go home yeah he and he's not be here yeah and so but you know i i'm 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 proud of uh i'm proud of i'm proud of that because selfishly i, I would have never have asked him to leave yeah. selfishly for me that would have been selfish for me to be you know and i think you know in your case a selfish thing for you would have just been like i'm gonna just be okay with him living with these shitty yeah. people and i'm gonna just pretend like it's fine yeah. To not ruffle anything, but you care about him, so you you said what you said. Yeah. On a good note, this is a beautiful studio. <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk about that. We didn't bring it up this time. <laughs> uh, this studio uh, would like legitimately a, a huge on, part on of this happening was this. Guy. His, his literal sweat, his and literal, tears are in literal here. lots of sweat, lots of sweat, mm-hmm. probably a little bit of blood, and Jesse. And Jesse, and shirtless Jesse, yeah, shirtless, shirtless Jesse. Jesse. Um, yeah, this this place uh, came together through the help of Chris right here, mm-hmm. um, because he, especially because we decided to build this in the middle of summer. Yes, <laughs> and uh, horrible. You know, it was horrible. Uh, it was hot. I had an ice chest full of refreshments. Yep, mm-hmm. ice chest. I full had of slave labor because I used my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um he, vol- he was volunteering yeah my, and i had claudia in here trying to not sweat tape and mud yeah. stuff you know um it was yeah it was and, and i think that there was a lot of like um like us just being homies we're just like yeah just let's just do this let's just do this right yeah. and then we didn't like talk about we didn't fully converse and sit down and go like, like oh, this yeah, is the cool. easiest route to do yeah. things right let's go let's do this what do you want oh yeah no, no problem. <laughs> so so like it, i i think like it turned out so sick and but it could have been way easier on the both of us if we had just sat down and been like all right here's the plan yeah texture on the walls like this, <laughs> this you know this is what we're yeah. gonna do uh this is where we're gonna put shit this is where we're gonna place everything right um but it's a yeah it's beautiful it's 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 rad like mm-hmm. everybody everybody that has stepped foot in here or has seen the final product has always just been like I, this was not what i was expecting mm-hmm. you know um like what the fuck man it looks good in here like oh, at least you got an air conditioner in here now yeah, yeah. <laughs> i could have used that when i was doing <laughs> <laughs> well the, the, what sucks it, it, it was at one point where it was so hot i walked in here and i was staring down at it and i'm like how hard would it be to hot wire that? Yeah, the the thing that <laughs> the thing that sucked the most was that like there, the electricity wasn't hooked no. up until the end, right? So mm-hmm. we couldn't even just like even bring in like a like a bunch of fans or anything. Then you're, like you're we uh, kept outlet. tripping the outlet. Um, At one point, it went whoa, and I'm like, dude, there's no fans. <laughs> there's, I'm, what? A, 
I got to do something. It was like, so incredibly hot. The the days you that were you were here I, and I was at work, I would text Karana like, is everything okay? Do they have drinks? Is there ice out is there? Is, is, he he is, there is there movement back there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cameras are unplugged, so I can't tell what's going on back there. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so <clears throat> then I got you in trouble with the HOA because I left my trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah. The HOA was like, hey, just a heads up. Uh, I don't know if this is because you're building that shed back there, but you're not allowed to store trailers in the driveway. And I was like, it's for the, the trailer or it's for the the shed in the back. Oh, as a matter like, of fact, I'm moving. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. So. <clears throat> but all in all, man, with this this is uh, this studio came together in huge part because of you. Yeah. So very glad I could help. Fucking sick. Mm. Yeah, man. So sweet. Thank you, Mihal. Right. If you guys need if you guys need work done, <laughs> make this guy. I, I I still walk in here and I'm kind of like shocked because I'm a trip because when when I came that first morning I walked in here and I was like, what the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I needed help on the last day. I hit up Jesse. I'm like, hey, dude, you want to make 100 bucks? He goes, oh, I'm at a wedding. I'm all, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got to this weird crunch time at the end. where It, it did. Because like, I, I, th- I was leaving for a wedding. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then um, we were just trying to get shit done. And then you were getting ready to go on vacation, I think. Yeah, I was going back back out to Arizona. <clears throat> yeah. So we were like, fuck, fuck. We just, fuck. We get I'm like, done. your neighbors are going to care if they hear a compressor, right? I was like, at this point, I don't care. I don't. You just. It was like ten o'clock. Saws are going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah. fun though. It was fun. It ended up. It ended up coming together. Sick. Did the floor already get messed up? No. It's a knot in the wood. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Is it? Is it from not Jim? supposed to be there? <laughs> you better not mention that again. You better not bring that up. But yeah, man. We fucking we love you and we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. And you, you didn't want to come when the first episode that we recorded fucked up. You were like, oh, maybe it's time to not come back. We're like, fuck you. You have to come back <laughs> yeah. on the show. Shut up and You're just. You're coming. He was back. like, I was telling them like at one point you and I were texting. I like, maybe it's time. And I was like, yeah, dude, just come on twelve. He's like, oh, I don't know. Like it's just it's cool, dude. Like don't worry about it. And I was like, shut up. Be there on the twelve. Yeah. I didn't even uh, reply for like two days. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> Gonna leave that message. There. We're gonna let it boil over. Shut for up and show up on this. <laughs> on his way here, he even tried. He tried pulling that nonsense. He was like, "I, I, 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 I think it's like, a sign." I'm like, "I think it's a sign." Dude. I didn't even respond to it. It was just like, "We'll see you, see you in gear." Yeah. yeah, see you soon. Yeah. Then I, I did. The traffic was horrible, and it's stupid. With no traffic, I'm 15 minutes from you. Yeah, yeah. It's with just traffic, that. 45. No. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, uh, we love you. Thank you for love being you. here. Fucking! Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to get this, and and we awesome. got you on like a cool episode. 55. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and remember, shooting stars are spaceships going from one dimension to another. <laughs> a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Think about it. <laughs> Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe uh, at Walking Blind Pod, Walking Blind Podcast at Gmail uh, Hit up this guy if you guys need any any uh, projects work done. Mr. Beast Plumbing. There it is. Uh, Instagram slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. What's the number? A lot of our questions come in. Slapping the bass. Eighty-three. Eighty-three. There you go. Um, Yeah, we love you. We love you guys. We got to see you guys soon. Peace. Peace.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.